I remember in school, in the history subject, now I forget uh, what the topic was, it was about a war. There was a war which took place in the 17th century and in the same chapter there were two different dates given of the war, which was obviously a typographical error. I think in one place it was 1661, in another place it was 1666 or something like that. And one student asked the professor which is the right date. And now this is pre-internet days. You couldn't Google it and say that this is right, this is wrong. And so it became this whole thing, which was the right date of the war. And then, you know, the suggestion was to go to the Asiatic library in Mumbai and look up different encyclopedias and sheets and all that. The war was finished. Part of the dead past. What lesson there was for us, what we could learn from that chapter, that was here and now. And this is the risk with being immersed not only in history, but anything to do with the past that has gone. If only that stays as the focal point without bringing it into here and now, in this moment, in my life, what can I learn from that event? Then that value is throbbing and alive and present right now. Now let's take spiritual masters and their lives, which have been catalogued so well for us, whether it be Sai Baba, Ramana Maharshi, Sri Aurobindo, Ram Krishna, because each event in their life had a very deep meaning. So, it is so important that that history has been maintained. But again, you have different versions competing with each other as time goes by. One version in one book will say this happened, another version will say that happened. And then we get stuck in this. Which is the right version? Which one should I follow? You see, because that is all the mind. So, we have to be careful because especially those who are on a spiritual journey, like all of us are, otherwise we wouldn't be on this video, that if we are immersed in the historical aspect of a master, is it just an intellectual stimulation consigned to memory? that this event happened in this year and I know I am right, I know that version is wrong and so on and so forth. Because that will have limited value. Or that historical event, how can I bring it 
down to here and now. If we take something very simple, like in the beginning of the Satcharita, the argument which Hemad Pant had with the other person, and Baba said, what is all this arguing? I don't like it. Historical event. Now, I may say this happened between so and so and so and so at 12 p.m. Baba was there sitting watching this and then someone else says, no, it happened at 4 p.m. this, that. And we are lost in the story, historical story. But that story, when I bring it to my life now, what is Baba showing me through this story? It is about arguing, holding one's position tight, assuming one is right. Now I have made that history life. I brought it to my life in this moment. If that does not happen, we can find that the teaching is just at a mental historical level, which surely is not the purpose of that. Now I had read a book recently on Bhagwan Ramana Maharshi and his closest devotees who were with him. It is a historical account. But it is so enjoyable because different aspects of how Ramana Maharshi was with the different devotees, what did they think, what did they feel, just like the Sai Sacharita, you see. Because one can relate to it, bring it into one's own life. So, this is my view that let not the historical aspect of even a sage's story, a master's story, become so important that our focus is just the historical value and it doesn't permeate our daily living. I am reminded of a friend's daughter who could rattle off anything from memory. She'd remember people's birthdays, telephone numbers, this, that, fantastic memory God had given her. But every discussion was, oh, this person's car number plate is this, this person's phone number is that, you see. The historical data kept coming up in the mind. That is how the mind operates. You know, I can't even say she did it consciously. It was who she was. But it was all data. Now the point is that the mind can be, you see the mind is vast, our mental faculties are vast and we can get stuck in the streams of knowledge and data, words. You know, as the famous saying goes that reading a very beautiful recipe is not the same as tasting the food. So what is the tasting of the food? When it comes to a teaching, when it comes to even a sage's history, reading it is not the same as tasting it. What does tasting it mean? It means living the teaching. So for example, and I don't mean this lightly, if I have read in one story that Baba says, don't get into arguments with people. And I find I'm constantly getting into arguments with people. I may know that story line by line, I may have mugged it up. I know the inside outsides of the location, the timing, the people involved. But if I find 
that I am still arguing like never before, then it has not impacted me. So this does not mean that that knowledge has no value. It means I have limited the value of that knowledge because I have not been open enough to draw the essence of that story, reflect and contemplate on it, and allow it to express itself through me. So we have to be careful because the mind, the thinking mind of the ego, can make one feel very good. That, oh, I know this about this, I know that about that, I know all these characters, etc, etc. But let it come down to my life. and my relationship with others. That is my story. Thank you.